1: Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. we are pleased to welcome in, man, a big brother to this program. We love him because we watch him, and we pull a lot from him from the things he's doing, man. He's been on the road. They've been running our brother ragged, bro. I'm sure he's happy to be doing it. Yeah. I have to ask him whether or not he's been the getting slow. Right. Yeah. Have, have they been putting him in first class on the plane, or has he been on the road yeah. Making, yeah. taking road yeah. trips? Has he been we, on the tour bus? The I know. tour bus? Look, Coach Carl Reed, you can follow that mm-hmm. Coach Reed live on Instagram and Twitter. Welcome in to the Lucky Lefty Podcast, bro.
2: What's up, guys? How you doing, man?
1: Man, how you doing, man? Have you gotten enough
2: rest? I'm I'm good, man. I'm good. I I, I get to be here in St. Louis for a couple of days, um, you know. But it's it's been all good, man. You just covering college football, man. And so it's it's um it's a great situation to be in
1: man when you we were just talking about this we started the show to have the opportunity like we all had our different paths but to be at this point how can you explain it other than you know things being divine and just ultimately being blessed to be able to be in a position to talk about the game we love our favorite team and do it and actually be compensated for it it's like Man, things college the the business of college football is definitely booming. Don't let anyone tell you anything besides that.
2: If you take care of the game, the game will take care of you. I was talking to a group of young kids the other day, and I was telling them that there's so many lanes to football. If you you don't have to necessarily make it to the pros, you can coach, you can train, you can do media, you can become an agent, you can work in the recruiting department, you can be in the front office in the national. F- Football, you, you can be an official there's a lot of things that you can do um if you handle your relationships right you know you'll be you'll be a good person you'll be somebody that people want to be around they'll find room for you in the game somewhere
1: apple podcast spotify cfb nation and with irish breakdown all of our great content go to the youtube page for the lucky Luffy podcast go ahead and subscribe share make sure you smash that like button hit the notification bell. Every time we post a video or go live, you'll know. It's the home of the misguided passion. We are the Lucky Lucky Podcast. You already know, we spin it different.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate
1: Coach, there is a big-time recruit from your area that's going to be venturing down to Notre Dame this weekend. Some might call him the number one overall tight end in the country. This kid, I never see him attached. This kid is outside beating cornerbacks. He's beating safeties. He's beating linebackers. None other than Jaden Riddell, the tight end out of Missouri. Just talk about who he is as a recruit and who he is as a young man and what Notre Dame fans should expect if he does commit to Notre Dame or finally land at Notre Dame.
2: I haven't got a chance to be around him and spend time around him, but I have seen him play. Uh, You're talking about a special talent, can catch the ball. So when when you're dealing with a, a high school tight end, he just poses so many mismatch problems because of the size, the speed, Really hard for corners to guard him when he goes out, but also equally as tough for linebackers and safety as a high school kid is, is probably a little bit unfair, but it's what you look for. I think that Notre Dame is one of those teams that uses the tight end a great deal, you know, so he would fit in really, really well, tight end, H-back, motion them out, you can flex him, you can attach him he'll be able to do some different things. Notre Dame has is, is, is been really good the last several years on the, their use of the tight end and one of the few people that still value that position because there's not many teams left that place a big valuation on the tight end.
1: Let's jump into it. Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, and Coach Nick Saban. I'm Not Coach Nick Saban, Coach Rick Pitino in basketball who recently just took the St. John's job. The way they came into the programs in their press conferences, pretty much letting young men know there's a standard that I'm bringing with that I don't know that the current players on the roster are good enough to be here. And you might not be here moving forward. Some people think that's arrogant. Some people might think it's petty. In the new age of college athletics with the transfer portal and with other opportunities, is it just part for the course moving forward, or do you think it's just all about their personalities and what they want to do specifically? It's
2: always been that way. Um, mm. I can remember, you know, the stories of Chuck Noll taking over as the head coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he said the good news is that we're going to win the Super Bowl. The bad news is that most of you won't be here, mm. you know, and that was in the 70s, right, uh, for guys who played, They've heard similar things. I think that people don't like hearing it publicly um, because the, the, the casual football fan doesn't really understand that that's how this business works. But anybody who plays the game that's a player, they know that your scholarship is up for renewal every single year and you have to earn it. There's no more free rides. There's no more. You know, being the 13th guy on the team and not contributing and keeping a scholarship. The game just doesn't operate that way. And so you can find a different coach every single year. I mean, would you feel better if he said it in private and then somebody reported on it (laughs) later? You know, like the majority of college coaches, when they go into that roster, they're going to flip it because you don't have five years anymore to change a program. If you were going to have a situation where I'm going to for sure allow you to complete your five-year contract that you may have guys that would be um, more acceptable to keep those kids around and try to develop them and give them a chance to finish their degrees. But we're in a space now where that's just not the case. Guys are getting fired after one season, two seasons, max three, and they're like, pull the plug, we done. You know, So that's something that just has to be addressed what we have to stop acting like in the sports community is that anything is more important than winning because it's not, you know, it sounds good in theory. Everybody talks about how important the educational piece is, but very few people um, are putting themselves in a situation where the education comes before the wins. If I gave you a coach and I told you, listen, over the next five years, right? Everybody's going to graduate. Everybody's going to be on the honor roll. There's going to be no arrests made. You're going to have great kids, great men, but you're never going to win the conference and the coach is going to be two games above or two games below 500. Nobody would want that, right? But if I flipped it and I said, listen, all right, now, The coach that I got coming in now over five years, you're going to win the conference championship four times. You're going to win the national title twice. And you're going to be in the New Year's Six Bowl, the other three years. But there's going to be 10 or 15 arrests, right? Only 40% of the guys are going to graduate. And, you know, the kids might not be the friendliest guys to be around, but they're great players. Most people that sign up for that option, oh, that's the NFL, yeah, that's just the world. What's the world that we're in, you know? So, people, people put a premium on winning, but they want people to think that they have a premium on character, but they don't.
1: Are we in a place where certain presidents that are begging, and I want to paraphrase this because I know there's a report out there, I think Dan Wessel had an interview with Jax Forrick recently that just was just released where he was urging Congress and the new head of the NCAA to do something about the current landscape in college football surrounding NIL and other opportunities or else he felt like the NCAA would ultimately dissolve. You have a split camp of ADs and presidents that seem to get it in college athletics and have resigned themselves to the fact that the new world is coming and athletes are going to be paid moving forward, whether you like it or not. And then the old guard that are still trying to hold on to the way things were. And it seems like Notre Dame is part of the old guard that seems to be wanting to hold on to the way things were. Ultimately, how do you see things playing out uh, even with the new president Baker moving forward He spent a lot of time in D.C. over the first 60 days of his uh, tenure.
2: Well, the NCAA president is probably um, as powerless as a position in in sports, you know, especially when it comes to this issue, because most of the NIL legislation that's been brought into play has been brought in by the government, has been brought in by Congress and state law, you know, that kind of over superseded what the NCAA was talking about. I think when it terms in the you know the old guard and the new guard is just a, something as simple as this. Most people don't agree in life in general. If we put 10 people in the room and bring up any topic, you're gonna have a you're gonna, you're gonna have a very hard time getting 10 people to agree or even eight that would feel the same way. Um, so I think that coaches, the really good coaches, the great ones, and they will always adjust to the way that things are now, whether they like it or not. You know, we in the game and it is what it is. Um, I've been a fan of NIL in theory, but not necessarily about the way that it's structured and the way some of the things are being handled. Um, But that is what it is. And and I think you're going to always have people fighting for what was. And you're going to have other people who are going to be accepting of what is. Some people accept what is and fight for what was at the same time. You know, so I think that you're going to continue to to see kids make more and more money. And eventually, I think it will even go to a model where the kids are just getting paid by the university, because that's going to be one of the only ways that they can control some of the stuff that's going on.
1: Which is funny because being under a centralized, I guess, institution as the NCAA, now you're talking about things being more individual based upon the institution, which a lot of people, Mm -hmm. I mean, if we're going to ultimately end up with these super conferences. Anyway, I mean, and it's really like that now. Like, left, we talked about this, right? And I don't know if you saw this clip, Coach, Uh, Stephen Bardo has his, his uh, college basketball podcast. Earlier this week, he was very critical of the Big Ten because he pointed out the amount of money they make regardless based upon how many teams they get in on mm-hmm. um, with how much money they get for getting teams into the tournament. And he said, I'm not sure if Big Ten teams even care about building teams to win national championships in contrast to building teams to win the, the conference and get into the tournament. And it made me think, like, how many teams at the start of the year, let's be honest, how many teams in the SEC really feel like they have a chance to win the national championship? Like, that's the, it's the best football conference, but how many of those presidents really are going into the season, say, every year? we feel like we're going to win the national championship. And I'm starting with them in the Big Ten. I don't know if it's more than Michigan and Ohio State, honestly. Mm -hmm. Maybe Penn State. But outside of that, I don't think other programs really think about the national championship when it comes to building a program. So things really are individual, in a sense still, in the current system. So I think that
2: there's only 10 schools in the nation that probably have a realistic chance of winning the national championship. You know, so you have to start there. There's only 10 schools that have that type of dedication level. We talking Alabama, Georgia, uh, the Florida Gators, Auburn, um, Tennessee. So that's maybe five in the SEC that are that committed to it. You got Clemson in the ACC. Mm -hmm. Um, Florida State and Miami were great in the past, but I don't know if their commitment level is the same as as it used to be. Um, USC in the Pac-12, Oregon is is pretty committed. Um, Utah is committed in terms of competing at that type of level. Obviously, Ohio State and Michigan in the Big Ten. Penn State says they are, but I don't know if they really are. you know, so you, you're talking about a very small number of schools that are providing the resources, the the amenities that the players need and paying the kind of salaries for coaches. I mean, you've got coordinators making two, three million dollars now at some of those schools. You know, like this, it's a completely they're playing a completely different sport than everybody else. Like right. Ohio State isn't playing the same sport that Minnesota is playing. Right. right. You know, and Minnesota has a really good football program. They consistently winning. They're consistently going to bowl games. That coaches is, is very sought after, but they're not in the same business Ohio State and Michigan are right? You know, and so you have to you have to realize that and look at that and deal with that. And I think that you have to be honest um about where you are and and, and how does that affect you. Um and and I think that certain schools know who they are. I think that Kentucky knows what it is as a football program. I think that Iowa knows who they are, you know, and I think that those are, those are very positive things for those programs because they're giving their kids an incredible experience, you know, as well. But when you talk about winning, man, it's it's only so many teams that are committed to it. You know, you may have one team that clap that, uh, that catches a lightning in a bottle um, here and there, you know, but uh, outside of that, very small number of teams. Like, what Oklahoma, you know, coming, with, coming from the Big 12 to the SEC. I know Texas puts in resources, but they've been a long way away for a long time. I mean. Well, you got teams like Nebraska that I'm sure that they would die for an opportunity to win a
4: championship,
2: but we know that they're not particularly close, but they – are committed to it. Nebraska's very committed, but you have to understand it's a lot of things different now than when Nebraska was great in football. Mm. You know, Tom Osborne really exploited the loophole of Prop 48 and was able to get some academic non-qualifiers in there that other schools couldn't take that he got Nebraska to be willing to take. You know, they had a tremendous walk-on program at the time, Mm. you know, and it wasn't as many schools committed to winning then as it is now, you know, so I think that, from that standpoint, things are a little different. Now, I think Nebraska can still be a really good football team, but national championship level, I don't know about that. Um, but I do know that the Cornhuskers, the they're a team that's committed. They would put the money. They they've sold out every game. What the last thirty years?
1: They do. <laughs> it, it it is, they still the only thing is. in the entire state, right? That's yeah. that's all they have.
2: So it's, it's nothing like going to a Nebraska game either if you've never been. It's it's something that everybody should experience, win, lose, or draw. Um, it is an unbelievable atmosphere at the University of Nebraska.
1: Lucky Lucky Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, c Nation, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great content. Go download, leave us five stars, leave your comments. We respond to all. It's a Lucky Lefty Podcast. Myself, Sean Davis, my boy, Left the Original lucky lefty. We're pleased to have coach Carl Reed, CFB analyst, CFB superstar. He's become a superstar, left. I, I'm just praying he doesn't leave us, bro. You don't know, forget about us, us little guys.
2: He's gonna take enough hotel trips, he's gonna <laughs> land up in the right one, man. He hey man, you. hey, I'm always gonna be had time, make time to come check you guys
1: out. No coach moving forward. Um, going into spring ball, that's a lot of intriguing quarterback battles going on around the country, right? Notre Dame has one, even though Sam Hartman is transferred. Marcus Freeman, his first press conference yesterday, said, "No, we we have a quarterback battle.
2: Ain't no quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Hartman is starting quarterback." But I appreciate the coach speak, though.
1: Yeah, you gonna try it? Yeah, but, I respect but it. But not- there are there are battles at Georgia. Coming off a national championship, they Tennessee? have the, Tennessee. I, I think Joe Milton ultimately will probably get the nod in Tennessee. They pay, they they have, pay Nico $8 million to, to to sit up there and Well, and play? I mean, that's interesting, right? Because you could have Nico and Dante Moore being freshman first day starters. It's, I think the landscape at the quarterback position, other outside of Drake May and Caleb Williams. And maybe you know Michael Penix and some guys coming back, but I'm very interested in seeing the the guys that are on the come at the quarterback position across the country. I, I'm looking forward to that, Coach.
2: You got to win the team as a quarterback. That's the big thing. You got to win the locker room. Um, the, the team normally decides who's the starter because of how they respond to that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think that's a big thing. Um, when I look at the situation at a place like Tennessee with with Nico coming in and, and, and then you have an um, Joe Milton, I think the, the problem becomes when some of these young guys are getting paid as much as they're getting paid, is their expectation for mm-hmm. them to play um, and not just by them in their, their circle, but also by the people who are paying that kind of money for that kid to be on campus. I think it's very similar to the NFL. When you pay a guy, he's going to play. And so (laughs) we we haven't seen that yet, but like there are some very good quarterbacks who have waited their time. They were big time prospects. They were playing behind somebody great, but now it's their time. Right. But there's an incoming freshman recruit who's making $2 million. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, Two million before he even puts a helmet on. A so how you know how long does it take? How many bad throws can you make? How do you manage that? That that has to before, be tough because I know we all we heard, heard a lot of blind eyes. Yeah, <laughs> it depends on how much control you really have. If you Nick Saban, you manage it just fine. You know, if you Kirby Smart, you yeah. managing this just fine. You're talking about guys that have total control of their program. If you're a younger coach. Who doesn't have the cachet yet? Like you haven't you haven't won enough yet to be able to tell people you know that it's your way out of highway. It can become a tricky situation. What about the guys like uh,
4: Wisconsin and Nebraska with uh, Luke Fickle and Matt Rule with all these transfers guys coming in and and at programs where you're expected to win. This ain't Cincinnati, you know. This isn't you know uh, the schools before. So I'm sure that quarterback battle is very. Uh, interesting to deal with, especially you're changing. I'm not sure that Luke Fickle's going to change the entire makeup of what Wisconsin's offense pretty much looked like the last ten years.
2: Well, you know, you can change it. They're bringing in Phil Longo at Wisconsin as the offensive coordinator, who's more of an air raid, spread RPO type guy. And it just comes down to do you win, man. Everything is just about winning. If you winning, nobody be talking about the system. That he's run. Mm. They'll be saying it's great. Oh, it's about time Wisconsin got, you know, modern and caught up with the times. If they lose, people will be saying, I can't believe he changed the way we do things here. He got away from it. He didn't believe in the tradition, in the history, you know. The same thing in Nebraska. If you win, they're going to say, you know, you did a great job. If you lose, they're going to say, well, he didn't have the black shirts. You know, he didn't do, you know, they didn't run the triple option, you know. So (laughs) that's just bad. You can't make people happy, man. Yeah. Does Quinn Ewers have any chance this year? Or is it just he got a chance? He's the incumbent, but he gotta he gotta hold him off though, because (laughs) you're gonna hold off Peyton Manning's cousin, yeah. Right. You know, (laughs) I I think Manning is gonna start for sure, but He's gonna get a uh, he's gonna get an opportunity to to keep his position. I think that's a, a more tied up
4: thing than uh, Alabama. I think the Jalen Milrose Ty Simpson argument uh, is gonna be interesting because of how they even from how Tommy would use Jalen Milrose would be way interesting to see if they even take a direction like that. So
2: you know the Dame guys are really rough on Tommy man. So. <laughs> What are we saying? You, you you, guys, you, you, listen, man, coach,
1: listen. You never heard us say anything I, disparaging I, I, about Tommy. I, I felt
2: it in your spirit.
1: <laughs> uh, I felt it in your spirit.
2: <laughs> so, you, you, you got to understand he's going to be working with a different level of talent at Alabama than he had at Notre Dame, and he also has a blueprint that he has to follow. It's not going to be a lot of his own uh, imagination, you know, in terms of that, like Alabama has a way they play. They have a terminology they use. It just like, it's like driving a Cadillac, Mm -hmm. you know, I will say this about the quarterback position. um, And and I feel very strongly about this. You got to play the kid who can throw the ball the best. You know, I don't care how well you can run my um, and that I, that does give you some advantages but man we see it every single year I don't care if you're a black kid or a white kid I don't care about any of that if you cannot drop back and complete passes from the pocket and pat you're gonna really struggle to move the ball offensively yeah your running ability can be neutralized if you're if you're not a threat to throw the football and all young quarterbacks, middle school high school they need to be developing as passers they need to understand how to throw the ball the technique of it the footwork piece how to read coverages that's what they need to be getting trained on um you cannot depend on your ability to run at that position you got to be able to to throw that ball around
1: coach look man i didn't know you were coming in prophetic i didn't know you were going to be reading us this morning (laughs) And discerning our spirits, yeah. We, we, we're neutral with Tommy right now. It's like, look, thank you for your service. Good luck to you down in Alabama. Y'all gonna wish
2: Tommy was there come October. Oh,
1: coach, oh no, don't fight. words. don't, we're don't, we're don't, don't say we're that, coach. Room rivaling <laughs>
4: Alabama right now. I don't see Alabama's main receiver standing out too much
2: over our guys. Come October, you will wish
1: that you had Tommy Reese. Well, we really only hey, have I, one competitive game in September, yeah. Coach. There's only one competitive game in September. <laughs> that's hey, this awesome. guy, hey, this
2: guy, you come and say he don't wish Tommy well.
1: <laughs> that, that's a lot of people in the fan base. Hey, you man, know, it's
2: crazy, man. You no. Know, oh, hey. Your boy Mike say I'm a clown. He don't like me because I like Tommy Reese. I guess. Hey, listen.
1: That's look.
2: You be back here in October too, Big Mike. (laughs) 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 Tommy Reese must have took his girlfriend to the movies or something. I think
4: that's
2: took you to see Creed. You know that was a long. Took his girlfriend to see Creed. (laughs) Hey, listen, but. You know, the thing is, man, hey, and I heard something else right when I was coming on the show. Yeah. Right? You were you were hating on Stetson Bennett a little bit. Uh oh uh, coach, I'm not, you know, he's been hating on
1: Stetson Bennett for two full seasons, coach. Stetson Bennett two found full
2: seasons flourish around
1: a
4: historically great teams. And if you were in a position like that, I think we all could have put up some great numbers in this. I don't seasons. agree. I don't agree. Here we go.
1: Get him, coach. If, Get him,
2: coach. If you talk to the coaches at Georgia, and if you talk to the guys who are on the team, Stetson Bennett's leadership <sighs> and the way he rallied the team was a major factor. And when you win games, everybody got leadership. The water boy got leadership. But you, you got
4: to have leadership to win games. Yeah, but that's not because of him solely.
2: Him and Jake Fromm are – it don't different. gotta be. It don't have to be because of him, solely. He's a right, piece. He's a piece to the puzzle, but he's a big piece. Oh, 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 oh. he ain't the big piece of chicken. He's a he like a little drumstick. He's he a. Ain't, he ain't no. If you if you took if you took Stetson Bennett out of the quarterback room, they don't win the national championship. They don't win the national championship game.
4: They but don't they win. win
2: the championship altogether. What good is being there and losing?
0: Man,
1: they, look okay, was, Coach. This I, is this is where my theory jumps in. They could right win
2: now. it with Drew Pine if we if we traded
4: quarterbacks, we would still be eight, eight you or think, nine or four. And Drew Pine would be a champion playing for Buffalo as a backup for about five or six years, and go to Cleveland or something.
1: No, you bug it, left. No, now, Drew I, Pine I, I, be, any other quarterback besides Drew Pine, I might have I given thought, you a fight. Notre Dame was a dry campus, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> only by the rules. Only drive. The- Notre Dame was a <laughs> campus, man. This is this is ridiculous. Hey,
1: coach. Look, I do think to kind of like take it a step further in the conversation. I do think a situation at Georgia. I do think there are other quarterbacks in the country that could have played on that team and won a national championship. I don't think he's the only quarterback. That could have won a national championship with that team. Of course, you have the outliers like the Caleb Williams and guys like that. I Bryce think
4: is the only one for Alabama that if you took Bryce, they wouldn't. Bryce, not on Alabama.
1: Alabama wouldn't be where Alabama was last year or the year before. So if you flip flop Bryce and Stetson Bennett, you're pretty much saying that Bryce will have two championships.
4: So oh, Bryce, the championship. I'm just saying, take Bryce off of Alabama, like you take Stetson Bennett off of Georgia. Georgia would still be what Georgia was. Alabama wouldn't in these last two seasons. Well, if, <laughs> you, if
2: you took Bryce off of Alabama, they might have went eight and four. Right? You know they right. were like he—he he was a big reason. Big but that's reason. still a bad comparison. Hmm. Like it's hmm. hard to compare because you're talking about what one guy did for his locker room. Look at all the top quarterback talent that Georgia has recruited over the last three years. Why was nobody able to beat out Stetson Bennett? Why were none of these four and five stars able to beat Stetson Bennett out in that locker room?
4: Left. He's better That's than it. Carson Beck. He's I, I, I could you, Left. I could have told you Stetson Bennett was better than Carson Beck. I thought that maybe Brock Vandegrift would be something a little – we'll see this year how he does, but I thought he was a little more dynamic coming into Georgia. But it wasn't nobody Georgia. What about JT Daniels the year before? JT Daniels, I didn't think he was good to begin with. I thought he was going to go stick with USC. But when he went to Georgia, I was surprised that they even wanted him because they had Justin Fields at the time. But when Justin Fields left, I thought it was going to be raps for Georgia. And then they got the historic 25 five-star uh, bus that came in Athens, and then they took over from there. They got a lot of duffel bags going down there. I man, we got to check those books, man. We'll hey, man, man,
1: at this point with two championships, what was hey, this? Yeah, now, now, it doesn't
4: matter. He's, he's he should deserve a statue at Georgia. He's probably the greatest Georgia quarterback ever. He can just like Ian Book is the winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history. We can't take it from him. But we also know that all three of us could have did the same thing in those
2: positions. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I I think that you I think that you uh, you're not giving respect to one of the most important aspects of the game, and that's having leadership. That's having somebody who can accept this role and rally the guys and hold guys accountable. When you go into a huddle with the type of talent that Georgia has, they gotta respect that guy that's in yeah. there, and, and and that's the guy they wanted playing quarterback.
1: Yeah, you know.
2: Yeah. As a whole,
1: and it's something to be said for uh the culture right
2: yeah culture the, the fact
1: look he got those five stars to buy into him and he wasn't a five star now I will say that when you have the Nolan yeah. Smiths and when you have the Jalen Carters like saying like that's our quarterback,
4: yeah, absolutely he had the he had the confidence of the team for sure, but winning the confidence of the team. When you're supported and when you're in a position where you don't have to just don't lose the game, it's, it's a huge boost of an impact to your leadership than having to be a guy like Baker Mayfield, who same type of route, walk on, whole story. But I believe his leadership was more impacted by him being
2: a bigger part of the team winning.
4: Yeah. Stetson Bennett, I think, caught a lot
2: of they the... don't feel the way about Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma, the way them guys at Georgia feel about Stetson Bennett. And I'm, that. That. and I'm gonna take you a step further. If Stetson Bennett was at Notre Dame this year, y'all would love Tommy Reese. Yeah, I'm sure.
1: I'm sure we would he would probably be solid with us because we're that, I mean, come on, coach. Look, we really, are he's, he's, what we had in the quarterback room. I mean, of course, that's Okay. That's like saying I've been eating hot dogs my whole life. And if I had a ribeye, I would love to cook. Right. Like, of course I would.
5: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
1: Things would have been dramatically different. Ultimately, I don't know if you're trolling, but it's a lot of people that are going to bookmark what you said about six minutes <laughs> ago, Coach. I'm just letting <laughs> you know. Tell uh, them to bookmark and I'll be back. We will we'll have the first the first week of October. No, we're going to wait till the end of October. We're going to have Coach back towards the end of October, and we're going to wait and see how this plays out. Hey, Coach, I need you for for the sake of business. I need you to be wrong this year. <laughs> I, need, I I just need your pronostication to be a little bit off this year. You know I keep receipts.
4: <laughs> Coach, are you going with Vegas saying we're not winning another game than we did last year? That we just we're still gonna be uh was it eight and eight and three or nine? They're, they're at
1: nine, eight and a half.
2: Oh, I, I I really um I think I, I like Notre Dame to win 10 games. Um I really, really like Marcus Freeman. I want him to be really, really successful. We need him to be successful uh, for a lot of different reasons. But I want um, – I'm expecting big things. You got Sam Hartman at quarterback. Sam Hartman is a great college quarterback. He's going to do some exciting things at Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame will be really successful this year.
1: Let me ask you something that we had a chance to ask Howard Griffith when we talked to him earlier this week. The psyche of Ryan Day in Ohio State, their entire offseason last year was built on getting back to the Michigan game, and they get demolished again, only to be thrown a safety vest. They get into the back door of the college football playoff, play the game of their lives, and ultimately still lose to the national champs in Georgia in the semifinals. Mentally, the challenge that Ryan Day has on his head to give a new target and get his team ready for this season after pretty much failing and missing the mark on what they set twice last season coming off the offseason. What's the challenge for Ryan Day this year, especially replacing the quarterback?
2: He a coach. got to coach his guys up for real sir. The challenge is winning that one game. So, you know, at Ohio State, only two games matter. That's Michigan matter. in the national championship. Those are the only oh, two. Oh, games.
4: you got to throw Notre Dame in there because that what matters. That's how C.J. got to New York because he beat us. He beat Listen, us. I got don't,
2: don't They'll get over him losing to Notre Dame if he's in the
1: playoffs and he beat Michigan. <laughs> well, you that's, know, what, that's what he's going to have to do. That's what he's he's they're going to, gonna gonna
3: have, to, gonna have, to gonna have to do. That's
1: what they're going to have to do. They're going to take that L in September. And then they could beat Michigan. They're gonna, yeah, and then they can beat Michigan whatever. They can beat Michigan. Notre Dame is gonna beat Ohio
2: State.
4: 100 hey, percent We have the better. Quarterback. We keep
2: receipts too. We keep
4: receipts too. And, and we have the, the better coach. Game. Where's the game at this year? It's a South Bend Night game too. You saw what happened to Clemson last time. They came to the real jungle. <laughs>
2: the, the real jungle. Listen, listen, guys. Listen.
1: Coach. Coach, don't make don't we love you too much. We don't want to do it to you, coach. Listen, Come boy. on down. To answer your question,
2: <laughs> he knows the assignment. He's got to beat Michigan. Nobody knows that better than he than he does, right? You when you get hired at certain programs, it's a national championship program, right? So you're talking about they want to beat Michigan. Mm-hmm. And they want to win the national championship. You, they can get over you not winning the national championship if you beat Michigan, right? But you can't come up short in both. Um, he knows that. So what do you do? You just you got to prepare. Yeah, and, and you and you have to look at the deficiencies of your team and what. So what happens is this: Jim Harbaugh has built his team in such a way that nobody plays the way Michigan plays. They're very rugged on the run. They are great on the offensive line with with Sharon Moore. So, but Michigan may come up small in the playoffs because of a matchup issue, Mm. right? Ohio State is better suited to match up against Georgia or Alabama than what Michigan is, right? But you got to figure out how to get over the Michigan game because there's no guarantee that you would both get in the playoffs again this year. Right. You know, you you if Alabama doesn't lose to LSU on the last play of the game, you're probably not in that game. So you can't really let it come down to that. You know, you got to figure out how to win that. But let me tell you something. He knows what the pressure is. But when you sign up for those kind of jobs and you're getting paid with those guys get paid, that's where the pressure comes from. Do you think it's
4: a – they have to recruit to beat a Michigan or is it something where they have to get – or just stay on the course of being prepared to
2: win? It definitely comes down to recruiting, especially in the trenches. You Ooh. know, um, that's, where the, that's where the mismatch is right now. Like, look at what Michigan has put out on the offense and defensive lines the last two years. You know, and like Harbaugh – kind of messed around with the spread earlier in, in his tenure at Michigan, but now he's back to playing the way he played at Stanford mm-hmm. in the 49ers, which is big old line fullbacks, H-backs, uh, the Ogre sets with seven and eight O-linemen coming in in the game on short yardage, you know, so it's a, it's a different deal.
1: Yep, so we have it right here, breaking news. Coach Carl Reed is going to be our special guest on the Ohio State game show. Right. That's right. <laughs> right here. I, I, right. I will be here. That's right. <laughs> we can't wait. That's going to be an epic post game show because we're going to have to bring you on and you're going to have to accept the fact that.
4: They had to put a running clock on Ohio State the way we um, beat them so <laughs> bad.
1: <laughs> left, boy, you. Oh, I don't know, Coach, Coach Reed, left is up on Ohio State boards every week. What's something he says? Because the, the
4: hype is over. They don't have a generational quarterback any longer. Their coach is born on third base, and Notre Dame stock is rising. We Ryan have to be
2: a good football coach. Don't do that, look, 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 Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> He's a good coach, but not against Notre
4: Dame, because we're coming with something different. We've out-recruited him so far, and where it matters. Wait, wait, wait. Out-recruited him where, where? And where it matters. The quarterback room. We have the better quarterback room going into this. Okay, season.
1: he he lost Dylan Rayola.
4: and you lose yeah, and you lose. You and
1: Sam lose. coach. Who wins? Who wins the quarterback battle in your Kyle opinion at Columbus? McCord or Brown? I just
2: talked about this on my shoulder. You say what now? Say that Kyle last McCord time.
1: or Devin Brown? Who who Kyle you think is
2: going? Kyle McCord is going to win the battle. Kyle, okay, Kyle is
1: in.
2: and and that's delicious
4: for us because I take Sam all day. Versus Kyle McCool. and then you got to think Marvin Harrison's impact on the game. Oh, wait a, is, a minute,
1: you're like, not you're you're I left. Please tell me you're not about to say you're taking Notre Dame's wide receivers over Ohio State. No,
4: I'm taking. Well, I'm saying our impact on our receivers is going to be greater than the impact they'll have on his receivers because our quarterback is better. Marvin Harrison Junior. is not going to be on ESPN catching one hand tiptoe on the sideline because CJ's not throwing it to him. So you don't think that McCoy can play quarterback? I don't think he can play as well as C.J. did, which C.J. is a number one bona fide pick of the draft. But it, doesn't, it doesn't fall out of a tree. Kyle McCord is not C.J. Stroud at all. State has had a great run of quarterbacks now. I wouldn't run uh, that the one is over. The race is done. We just started <laughs> We got Kenny Minchie in the tank, ready to they roll. Said, they said it was over when Haskins left. No, no, C.J. Stroud. I knew C.J. Stroud was nice because I did the Elite 11 when he was a senior. They said it was he, over when Barrett left. It was only getting started when my dog Barrett left. He set a nice foundation, you know what I'm saying? Best Big Ten quarterback in history, arguably, with accolades and, and numbers, at least top three. And then after that, I mean, well, before they had Braxton, let's hometown guy, and then they only progressed after that. I mean, they had generational talent after that, 50 touchdowns every year from all their guys. But Kyle McCord is not like those guys. Kyle McCord is more
2: like, he would fit well in our room. Is Notre Dame going to sell the game out in South Bend or is it going to be empty seats?
1: No, it's going to <laughs> be 70% Ohio State fans. It might be a <laughs> lot more red. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to see a lot more of Notre Dame in the tailgates <laughs> outside the stadium. It's, it's going to be a full stadium. It's going to be a full stadium. It's going to be red co- in the
5: stadium.
1: Yeah, the color red might be more dominant. I mean... We keep it we we apart. South Bend is going to look like a neutral site. <laughs> We're keeping it 100, man. Uh, Notre Dame fans will find a way to sell their tickets to the, to the Ohio State fans that are looking for tickets for this big matchup. You can guarantee that. That's right. We
4: brought LeBron to their stadium. When we came last year, LeBron never went to an Ohio State game until Notre Dame played. Uh, come
1: on, yes he did. He went to the Michigan game multiple times. Left. Well, I'm come talking
4: on. about I'm talking about last year. You think LeBron would have came cuz Ohio State was playing oh,
2: Minnesota?
1: But no, was, no. He I came cuz It played. was a big look. It's a big game. Coach knows <laughs> when Notre
2: Dame I think it had a lot to do with his schedule and also.
1: <laughs> He's a pretty busy guy. And it was Bronny's basketball trip. That was his visit. It Look, really wasn't about Notre Dame. You know, Notre Dame doesn't bring people out. You know, people don't watch TV because of Notre Dame. You
2: know? Listen, I, I think Notre Dame has a chance to have a really good team this year. I like Sam Hartman. Uh Sam Hartman was one of the top quarterbacks in the transfer portal. I was really, really um I was really, really happy for Marcus Freeman when he got Sam Hartman because I felt like you needed a, a trigger guy, right? But uh-huh. let's hold off on the <laughs> on the, the 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 Ohio state level Uh-oh. expectations until they beat him.
4: Until we beat him, absolutely. But Sam Hartman came with a three-game contract.
1: That sounds like what 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 people said about the Clemson game last year. Let's hold off.
4: Oh, we, we, but you know, that was Moving a, to a goal point. post, guys.
1: Hey, that sounds like Coach walking back. Now ah. he's walking it back. Now he's walking it back. Now, Coach is real confident about 10 minutes ago. Now he's walking it back. Well, let's just wait. Ah. Let's just wait until they beat him. Come on, Coach. Hey, listen. Come on, hey, Coach. Coach. Oh,
2: <laughs> listen, man. <laughs> I come on your show and wear Notre
1: Dame if they
2: beat Ohio State, man. <laughs>
1: that's right. That's all. Hey, that's all. We just want you on the post game show. Here we go.
2: Here we go. We
4: just now want to go, we gonna let you
1: know that's gonna be late now, Coach, because it's a six thirty kick.
4: Yeah, so I'll send the hat early. I'll send the I'll Notre Dame.
2: I'll be. I'll be. And won. we want. I, I want every ounce you. of discernment. I just want all the fans that's in here in the comments now to make sure that they come in on that night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, coach, coach, make sure you have every ounce of discernment working in your spirit on that night. Right.
2: If if now, if Ohio state wins, I'm also going to have a therapist join us to talk to your fans. <laughs> right. That's fair. I'm that's say, fair. That's fair. Cause
5: there's no excuse
2: therapist join me. Right? You're going to have to because, I
4: mean, we've convinced ourselves there are no more excuses for this program. No more excuses. We have taken all the necessary steps to address the issues needed. The main one was quarterback. We got that. Now we're leaving up the chance and, and opportunity, and and there's nothing but space and opportunity with Marcus Freeman at the helm, and it's a home game. I mean, Ryan Day, I mean, Man, he's got look, a lot
1: of Look, let's be honest, left They lost their two-star in tackles. They lost their probably number one overall pick at quarterback, right? They lost, even though he didn't play, they lost their number one right. wide receiver coming into last season, right? And look, their secondary is suspect. If you don't get if you don't get them, if you don't beat them at home this year, we'll never I don't get know it. what it's gonna happen. <laughs> I just don't know what's gonna happen. This is the year to do it. If any year, this is the year to do it. I don't know what is gonna happen. So Will, oh, we have to ask him about this. The impact of Brian Hartline taking over the calling of the plays versus Ryan Day. I'm interested in whether or not I one of the things that I I'm incredibly wowed at how o- Ohio State running backs don't enter the portal. Because they are the most underutilized talent. Because the talent in that room annually is phenomenal. Yeah. It's huge. And Ryan Day just refuses to use the running backs the way I feel like they should be used, especially with the big offensive line he has most years. Do you think they go more to the running game under Brian Hartline?
2: Well, I don't know that Brian Hartline is gonna be calling the plays. I think Ryan Day is still gonna be the play caller. Um also
1: well, that's window dressing, is what you're telling us. Okay,
2: but but Brian, but Hartline definitely um deserved. The title and the opportunity and the pay that comes with it. He's been an amazing coach for them. He's been um, um, an incredible recruiter. You know the the res- look at the receiver room for Ohio State has been absolutely dynamite, ridiculous. Yeah, it's you know what I mean? yeah. Yes. Um, you know, so you you know, it's just a big time situation. I think that Ohio State has had some injuries that tail back too, though. Right? That's true.
1: That's true. But so when you talk yeah.
2: about the use of the tailback position, I think that they've had to overcome some tough injuries. Um, I just I think that they're still extremely talented though across the board. And then Marvin Harrison is uh, first. I mean, top ten pick talent. I mean, he's he's out of this world. So easily you gotta you gotta deal with that man. It's it's gonna be a good matchup. We'll see.
4: Yeah, it's gonna be a great matchup.
1: Yeah. Left, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Coach. Left has been, you know, I love, I love my bro. And <laughs> sometimes he, the level of disrespect. It's not disrespect. I tried to back him off of Stetson Bennett for two years, and a couple of weeks ago, he was talking about no. He literally said this during the show: Ohio State doesn't have anybody we should fear offensively. I said, "Man, you have lost your mind."
4: No, 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 no. I said Ohio. Okay,
1: State- what was the? What did you say exactly?
4: I said, Ohio State doesn't have the fear of the receivers because they don't have the quarterback they've had getting it to them. I'm not as afraid. If CJ Stroud was on this team this year, coming in this year, I would still be worried at a high level. Just how we talked last year. I'm like, he's like Kevin Durant. He's going to get his 35 points and do his thing. We just got to manage everything else, like stop the run, which we didn't. Now it's like they can run or pass. It's just not going to be enough because we have. Too much on our side that they can't account for that's what i'm saying
1: hey man that 88 is, is a serious dude bro let <laughs> me tell you if i was chicago bears i would call roger goodell and ask for a waiver to draft him at nine to this year and just hold his rights, <laughs> hold <laughs> his rights. dude we're drafting him. dude we'll hold his rights until next year we use using year.
2: listen We're not even going to open up the Chicago
1: Bears bag today. That'll take us down. Come on, Coach. The hole. Coach, don't start this Chicago-St. Louis thing, Coach. I love coach. <laughs> Come on, man. Lucky left the podcast. It, this, this is the best show we've had, dude. This is literally just a conversation between bros. That's all it is. Hey, Coach, one of my listeners, Michael Parks, said, Coach, you have entered the home of the misguided passion he said, I'm in my 35th year. We're well, all in our 35th year, Michael <laughs> Parks. It's been 35 years since we won a national championship. So, this is, this is what it is the misguided passion, the lucky lefty. <laughs> That's right. Uh, That's coach, anything we should watch coming out of the spring? Because we expect the transfer portal to have some more entries at the spring ball. Other than the quarterback battles, is there anything else we should watch before we let you go?
2: Pay attention to guys. Plucking more offense and defensive linemen from FCS and Group of Five schools. There's a huge need. There's some programs um, that have that are missing a couple pieces on the line, and I expect for the offense and defensive line to be very active with this second window of the transfer portal because Is you. Is that can't a heavy transfer up. position? Yeah, yeah, it's a heavy transfer. Is that a, position. a heavy transfer? I never. It's the heaviest position also getting guys who might have played D2 or FCS to move up. You need plug and play guys. So, you know, I, I look for it to be very, a lot of movement on the offense and defensive lines this spring.
1: Once again, Coach Carl Reed with us, Lucky Lefty Podcast. It doesn't get any better than him anytime we have him on. He is absolutely the best college football analyst, college football superstar, 24-7 sports. You can follow him at Coach Read Live on Instagram and Twitter. Please follow him daily because the jewels that he drops in recruiting, if you know any young man that's looking to get connected, get scholarships, they need to follow him. They need to connect with him. But that's the thing with me, Coach. I think the portal has really taken a bite out of recruiting and it's hurt the young men coming out of uh, high school, as far as their spots. But like you say all the time, you can find scholarships elsewhere and eventually work your way up to where you want to be.
2: So the last thing I'm going to say before I get out of here, I don't think it's hurt high school kids. OK. I think it has properly placed them in the beginning, right? Okay. Because oh,
4: okay. that makes sense.
2: most of them aren't good enough to play at Notre Dame. Hmm. And so what it did is it eliminated those guys. So instead mm-hmm. of you going to Notre Dame, sitting on the bench, and then having to transfer to a school in the Missouri Valley Conference, you, you, go just, straight go to, to- you just go straight to the Missouri <laughs> Valley Conference. Which so is
4: basically where- that top, those top are. ten teams are basically plug-and-play in guys that are transfers. Because yeah. or-
2: the best high school players in the country are still going Division One, right. right. Because you're getting those guys from somewhere. But now – if you're in a situation, um, I think of a guy like Jared Verse, who goes to mm-hmm. Albany and gets 11 sacks, and now he's at Florida State, he's projected as a top 10 pick. Well, then you just got to do what he did, right? A.J. Cornelius had no offers and went to Rhode Island, started on the offensive line, and now he's oh. at Oregon. Yeah, He going to win know? anywhere. He's yeah, win anywhere. So, you know, those – To me, if you're a kid who really loves to play football, just go prove yourself and it's there for you. But because you didn't get to go to Notre Dame or Georgia or Ohio State out of high school, that doesn't mean you got screwed either, right? Right. Because I don't think a lot of guys realize how good you have to be to play at those type of schools. You got to be ready to play now. (laughs) Like I tell guys, have you actually went to a game at Notre Dame and like, stood out there with the guys, like go to the Notre Dame-Ohio State game and ask yourself truthfully, do you really belong in that kind of game?
3: Go to the
2: Alabama-Georgia game and ask yourself the truth. Do I really belong in this kind of game? Well, most of the kids don't belong in that game, right? That's real. I don't think that you got screwed at all. I just think that you didn't get a chance to cheat the system the way – that we were before, where you were getting to jump in there, you know, and and, and be the practice guy. Now you're having to go. I got guys saying they slept on, that went to Division mm-hmm. two schools, and still haven't started. But what are we talking about, right? <laughs> so, you know, you you telling me that you deserve to go to Division one, but you're playing at an FCS school and you can't get on the field, you know. So yeah, you have really to. Cool. Um, you, you, you have to look at it from a real and realistic standpoint. I don't think it's hurt high school kids. I do think it's placed them where they are prepared to go to initially and they can play themselves out of that. They right. can do so well that they can end up going to the bigger program if they earn it. And football is a game um, where you, you should earn it.
1: Coach, that's why we love you. That's why we appreciate your wisdom. Once again, Coach Carl Reed CFB analyst 247 sports. We appreciate you, coach. We'll see you next time right here on the Lucky Lucky podcast. Follow him, everybody. Coach Reed Live at Coach Reed Live on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks, coach.
2: And tell your fans when they come follow me, there's no drinking alcohol on my page. Man. <laughs> All right, guys.
1: Y'all take it easy. We love you, coach. That's Coach Carl Reed right here lucky lefty podcast he's the best bro i promise you every time we have him on he gives us the best content
5: everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium